Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Three at Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, along with Kevin Bohannon. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks again to Hendrick Foothills Equipment for allowing us to be here for this Sonic Air Raid, the revival of the Sonic Air Raid after, uh, well, seven years. It's back. And, uh, man, looks great to see all these players out there and, and teams getting after it. Joined now by Neil Evans, head football coach of the Harding Academy Bison. I didn't realize that uh, Wildcats, that's Harding University Bison. I didn't realize, Neil, that uh, you were going to face an opportunity to build depth today. <laughs> you find out, oh, we're only minus four starters. No big deal. Yeah, it was. Uh, if, if you're going to. Uh if you're going to look for a silver lining, Randy, you found it. Uh, building depth is certainly the silver lining. Um, it was really, really good for, for our guys. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like we didn't want to have uh, to have every player available. Um, but it did do two things. It let us know that we do have some depth. Um, and it also gave some guys an opportunity to get reps and to play um, and to be rewarded for their hard work. Uh, that probably otherwise, you know, ultimately probably wouldn't have gotten a chance. And so um, a lot of fun to watch them compete uh, and really cool to watch our, our guys rally around them uh, in those moments. It was a very, very cool experience. i got to believe on Owen, that had to be a tough challenge. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Owen Miller liked it quite as much. Uh, <laughs> I think there are some weapons out there that he, he probably wishes were out there, but... Um, I told him one time he came off, and he had a great attitude today. And I put my arm around him. I said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm frustrated. I know you are." I said, "I, I sure certainly appreciate the way you're handling this." Um, and he was he was awesome today. And you know, as a competitor, and a, you know, certainly a quarterback. You know, especially when you're you know you're on a stage where you you are throwing the ball every down. You know, you feel like the spotlight's on you. And he's a competitor and wants to do well. And so. Um, you know, for, for him to handle it the way he did, man, it says a lot about him. It also says a lot about the chemistry of our players. Yeah, you know, he, phenomenal sophomore year. He was our you know newcomer of the year mm-hmm. uh, on the buzz. Just taking that next step as a, being a leader, and I know that's one thing that y'all really preach, really talk about, especially with your quarterbacks. Talk a little bit about the transition and how he developed as a leader. No, oh, man, he's, he's such a pro, uh, you know. On the field, it's a little bit difficult to see exactly where does that show up, you know, just because we hadn't gotten there yet. But the way he carries himself, the way he handles adversity, like I think the guy that if let's let's play this scenario out last year, right? Yeah, so he's down right. four starters. I think you're going to see a completely different guy. Uh, just his reactions, body language, body language. Yep, absolutely. Demeanor, um, you know, and so you see that. Uh, the other thing is that you see is. And it's really hard to quantify this, but you kind of know it when you see it. The way that a guy kind of has anticipatory ideas of where he's going to go with the ball. You know, last year, because it was so new to him, he's late on a lot of throws, he's unsure. You can see that he's very anxious with his head. There's a lot of things that you see with a guy that's not comfortable. Now he knows where he's going, right? So if his primary read's not there, he's very comfortable to go to a secondary read. Just things that you see to where... You know, it's nothing magical we've done. It's just, you know, it's kind of the 10,000-hour rule, yeah. right? To become mm-hmm. an expert, you got to get 10,000 hours at something. And so that's, to me, that's what's going on. Wow, I need more experience than 10,000 hours. <laughs> Randy, I'm pretty sure you've, you've had 10,000 hours on the mic. Um, I've asked this to several different coaches, Neil, and, and I'll try to phrase it in a little different way. 
Who did you want to see benefit the most from this seven-on-seven experience? Did you want your defense to benefit more or your offense? That's a great question. You know, had we had all of our guys, I would have said the defense, right? But since we were down a few guys, um, I think it was really, really good for Owen and for our entire team to see about three or four other guys that were question marks be able to come in and compete. Sure. And then when you when you accompany that with success on the scoreboard today, right, right it's not a Friday night game, um, but we are throwing to receivers. So the throwing and catching mm-hmm. portion uh, does translate. Um we have two new corners and a new safety that have probably been the surprise of the entire summer. Um, and it's really it's not because we didn't trust them, it's because they were an unknown. And so to, to we kind of answered that question maybe at Pulaski Academy last month at the shootout of the South. And so now we've answered some other questions. And one of the good things about playing good competition like we have today and like we did at PA is you get to go see those guys in light of, of, of really good people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that that's something that, you know, you make yourself real vulnerable, right? Because you can you can set yourself up to go 0-5, especially when you don't have your players. Um, but for us to go like we did on the day, you know, we went 3-1-1. One, and one. Um, Man, there's a lot of positives in that, especially when you look at we got a lot of guys that we haven't counted on before in those spots. And that goes back to, I think, the level of competition allows that growth to happen faster, would you think, Neil? I mean, if I'm facing uh, the likes of a Conway Wampuscat team that's going to compete for not only a championship but a 7A state championship, that's got to help the growth of your players. Well, it does. And the, the thing that the, the thing it does as coaches is it exposes the things that maybe you thought were okay that yeah, maybe you yeah. ignored, right? And you thought, oh, it's probably not a big deal. And all of a sudden, you go play somebody like Conway, and you go, man, the margin for error is so small, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, maybe like wide receiver spacing, maybe like sitting a route down, you know, things that you get away with when you play yourself, that all of a sudden you go play somebody else that's really good. Uh, so it elevates it for the coaches, and then you take it from the player standpoint. Um, you know, the sense of urgency when you go play like a Conway, you know, for us, the pace of play, right? Mark Kelly's going to call things very, very fast. Right, yeah. So the pace of play makes us have to get our stuff together, right, as coaches. And it makes the players have to really communicate, especially when you're in the indoor, right? Because you get on the indoor, you think, well, you're close quarters. The fans are on in there. You, yeah. you can't hear anything. Yeah, you can't hear anything. So that was really cool to create an atmosphere like that to where our guys are getting exposed when we don't do the things that we're supposed to do in terms of communication. That's one thing that we talked with Coach Quad Sanders about earlier, too, was the communication on the back end with the defensive backs and how, because Mark Kelly, it's basketball on grass. No, no we, came, we came up at the same time calling offenses at the same time, so I get that. So talk a little bit about the communication offensively and defensively with, with especially new guys. Well, I'll tell you what, the, let's, let's, we'll start with offense first. When you get that many new guys offensively, you have inevitably some guys that, number one, haven't gotten as many reps, right? But number two, maybe they're out of position. Maybe you've got an outside receiver, but he's the next best slot, so he comes inside. Now all of a sudden, he, he's exposed and he's going, you know, I thought I paid attention in meetings, yeah. but maybe I didn't. What that does, too, is that allows for us to be able to use our hand signals to be able to tell that guy, like, they, like the quarterback can tell him what route he's got, exactly. that he would normally tag, you know, right? He may tag that in a subtle way, but now he's able to signal that to him because he literally doesn't know. Then on the back end of defense, you know, you let's go back to Conway. It's a great example. You know, Mark Kelly's never going to sit in the base formation that you you know you get. You're going to get right. some sort of short motion. You're going to get something that's going to cross the formation, which again is going to adjust your alignment. It's going to it's going to absolutely expose you. And those guys are good enough that even if you do make all those adjustments, a player's still going to go make a play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. Being able to play the likes of them, being able to play the likes of Bryant, and then the out-of-state teams that have come in here. OCS. Uh, OCS, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stewart's Creek, yeah, all those teams from out-of-state that have come in here as well. Again, the same things we're talking about with Conway where the margin for, for error is so small, the same thing is true there. When you compare this experience for your kids, do you feel like you benefit, Neil, to a certain degree from the seven-on-seven more than you do the team camps or vice versa? I think I, I think for us, we compartmentalize them, right? Because, okay. because it is so vastly different. 
I think for us, because we do throw the ball so much, I do think it translates more than if we were in something that was a little more pro style, perhaps. Uh, so I do think that that translates for us. The other thing I think it does is the conditioning is elite, right? Because we could go out and try to replicate this much volume in practice, you know what I'm saying, just in terms of running, but when you put the change of direction, when you put having to concentrate on the ball, right, that's fatiguing as well. When you put adrenaline from competition, and then you couple all those things together, we can't replicate competition with heart rate up, with adrenaline, with all the things that are actually fatiguing, we can't get that in practice. The other side of that is it gets very frustrating defensively at times, right? Because you think, okay, you know, that's probably not coming open yeah. on, on Friday night, or that's probably a sack, or that's probably in the guard's calf. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's, but they throw it yeah, down they, here. yeah, they throw, yeah, they throw it from Patrick Mahomes' angle down here, and you're going, yeah, that might, that's probably in the guard's calf. Um, but we're guilty of the same. But you know, I, I think a lot of times seven on seven for us, this is kind of the way we view it. If we're pretty good at seven on seven, we got a real good chance on Friday, right? Because we believe we're going to be able to play good defense. We believe we're going to play hard on defense. And so there's things that translate from the skill standpoint to Friday night. But then, you know, football's not a game of skill. It's a game of effort. Yeah. You know, it's a game of effort. It's a game of alignment. It's a game of adjustments. And so if we feel like if we can be decent at seven on seven, it gives us a pretty good window into saying, you know what, on Friday nights we got a chance. All right. We got, we got to let you go. We want to say thank you. Continued success and good luck yes. tomorrow. Thanks, Randy. You Thanks, bet. Neil. Appreciate it. And that is Coach Neil Evans. And now we're ready for Coach Paul Simmons. I mean, this is the track meet, and we got the high point man coming in now. He has lapped the field. So, are we ready? Okay, I think we're ready. Good afternoon, Coach. Randy, how we doing, sir? Are you enjoying just kind of sitting back and being an observer? I mean, you know, I I realize you have some responsibilities here at the Sonic Air Ray, but you're not coaching a team right now, and that's a huge responsibility. I tell you what, Randy, I don't have any role today. I'm I'm out here watching the young men compete, and um, you know, I, we do have a lot of old coaches here on campus that that uh, either played for us or we guys have a relationship with. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun not being in charge. I'm all about it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, you know, as you sit here with the with the high school, they, they allow eight competition days, and this is going to take up two of them. Don't you wish at times, Paul, that you could have this kind of competition between other universities in the summer, a little seven-on-seven -seven competition? i tell you what, Randy, I, you know, you, you might be surprised by this answer. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the few coaches um, that I know that, you know, I'm, I'm trying really hard uh, to figure out how my guys can work less in the summertime. You know, we, we talk about life and the balance, and, you know, a lot of coaches, um, you know, they give uh, lip service to wanting to be a good father and husband, but they, it's not really very important to them. Um, you know, our, what we do in Division Two is so different than Division One. Mm -hmm. in, in Division One, there's, you know, there's big, uh, long periods of time that are dead periods where they can't recruit, can't go off campus. Um, you know, the, the whole month of July is dead for Division One, but for Division Two, there's there's only a handful of days throughout the year that are what you would call a dead period. And so there's always a mentality of if I'm not working, if I'm not hustling and recruiting, then I'm getting behind. And um, so uh, when we go to the Division Two head coaches meeting and they're always voting on um, new legislation and it's, you know, how do we work more, how do we work longer, how do we have more hours, it's generally a 99-to-1 vote. And I'm the one guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really am. I just... Because um, it's already hard enough to be an Austin father and husband um, with the amount of time that we have. So, um, actually, Randy, so I'm not looking for more more chances to compete. We we uh, our chances are coming, uh, but but I enjoy the Division Two calendar and having some downtime for my coaches. I want them I want them ready to rock and roll when when the time gets here. Well, with your style of play and not really a true three yards in a cloud of dirt. But I would think for your offensive linemen in particular, uh, they could use some downtime. 
just uh, just uh, we, to give their legs a break. We we do have a, a, a very physical approach, and and you know, and, and I don't want to say this in an arrogant way. It's a lot to do with our style of play. If if we had a system where we were allowed a scrimmage game or some spring opportunities, nobody would sign up. You know, no one is signing up to defend the flex bone, um, and that's also a part of why I really. I like our format of 11 straight conference games because if we were forced to go out and find uh, some some non-conference foes, even if they were FCS teams, and, uh, you know, nobody is signing up to play hard in university mm-hmm. because if we play great defense, we, we have a style of, of offense that nobody wants to defend. and um, So it would not be very easy to find non-conference games. Coach, talk about – You've got a lot of Arkansas flavor on your roster now, and even though that you have a lot of teams that are running the spread offenses, they're at doing seven on seven. The skill still translates to what you can do in the flex bone. And talk about the transition that some of your players have made going from that spread down to the flex bone using their natural skill. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you don't have to have a unique skill um, to play in the flex bone. If you're if you're an electric uh, slot uh, that plays it. At Bryant High School or Conway High School or one of those offenses, then you're going to have a skill set that's going to fit in with what we do as long as uh, you have a physical mentality. Right. Now, if you if you view yourself as a finesse space player and it's all about touching the football and you're not interested in blocking somebody, you won't be a fit. <laughs> um, but, you know, guys that are electric players in, in, the, in the spread will be electric players for us. If they have the the mentality to learn something new, right? Okay, it's it's kind of like I I say it's it's like we're going to bring in a guy who is an unbelievable world class guitarist, right? And we're going to recruit that guy and sign him, but we're going to ask him to play the piano. Okay, he can he can do that. He can learn to do it, but he's got to start over and go through all of the minutia, the the tiny details, and and honestly, a lot of guys. Are not willing to do that. Right. You know, we have a lot of guys that come here, especially skilled players on offense, that when it gets tough, they they, they don't stick because um, they're having to learn an entire new way uh, of playing football. But that's also that's why it has served us so well because nobody else does what we do, and it's been great for us, and it's especially great for us in the playoffs. Because teams have a week to prepare, and, mm-hmm. and that's not enough. Right. That, that's not enough, you know. Speaking of this upcoming season, what are your thoughts, your expectations? Well, I tell you, I like where we are today because we're undefeated. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, you know, I'm not going to give you any, any coach speak. I, I love this football team. i got coming back. Um, you know, so much of what your season looks like, in my mind, is determined by what kind of men your best players are, okay? Uh, what kind of leaders, what kind of warriors. And I, I'm telling you, on this football team, our best players, our most dynamic players, are also unbelievable leaders, unbelievable warriors. And when when your best players are also your best young men, your most accountable, your toughest minded, your guys that can know how to lead by serving, then you got to have a chance to have a great season. And I'm gonna tell you, we've got a chance to have a great season. Um, you know, when you play 11 straight conference games, though, you got to have things go your way. You got to stay healthy. Uh, ball's got to bounce your way some. But um, I, I love the young men that we have. I love the. The, the level of, of buy-in, the level of engagement. Uh, I can't wait to coach these young men, and I, I would I would take my guys every Saturday versus whoever we're playing. I can promise you that. I know that uh, with the tradition that's here, that's been established, that means a lot because you can see the carryover every year, and you see that leadership. You also see that talent, but you also, I think, you see the dedication they have. Uh, the commitment they make to the program. Um, one of the key questions always, oh, I'll meant to mention this while I have it on my mind. I better do it quickly. Uh, I was very impressed with your recruiting class. I think you you stole some gems out of the state of Arkansas this past recruiting season. You know what? I, I, I agree with that big time. And um, I, I tell you what, more so than ever, um, we are we are finding young men 
that are drawn to this culture. And uh, we just try to speak really, really clearly. And, you know, and I'm kind of learning this with my own son, but so much of recruiting is guys finding out what you want to hear and then telling you what you want, you know, how you mm-hmm. We're the opposite, okay? We're going to go out. We're, we're looking for guys that are tough-minded. We're looking for guys that are that are high accountability. We're looking for guys that are stinking warriors that care, that understand what it what it takes to be a great teammate, to lead by serving. And then and then those are the kind of guys we're trying to bring here. And, uh, I, I, you know, our culture just goes up and up and up and up. You know, uh, I visited a place recently, and they just raved about their team GPA was a 3.08. Well, our, this spring, our team GPA was a 3.28. We had 36 young men with over a 3.5. Uh, I mean, we just we have unbelievable young men in our program, and and the way they work, the way they love each other, the way they compete. I mean, it makes coming to work uh, a, a complete joy. That is, uh, that's a great story to tell right there. Uh, we're down to about 40 seconds, so I'll try to make it brief. I guess you now learned. On the other side, with Wyatt, what it means to be in that recruiting cycle, have you not? It's been interesting, uh, <laughs> without a doubt. It's been interesting. Um, yep, I've learned some, learned some things, and some things have been affirmed. And uh, I tell you, Wyatt is a Wyatt is a sweet kid. He he is a he is a fantastic teammate. Um, but I tell you, what else? He's his own man. He's going to do uh, whatever he wants to do, and. Um, it's, it's it's been pretty chaotic, honestly, uh, but we're we're, uh, we're we're prayerful about it, and we just uh, you know we'll try to figure it out. It has been one of the more phenomenal stories I think I've heard in a long. Let time. his play do the talking. Let the film do the talking. You don't have to chase it down. Let his play do the talking. That's that's one thing that I've seen about. Him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he. I tell you, he more than anything else, he wants to be viewed as a great teammate. He, he does. You know, the, the stuff about not having Twitter, not having a highlight video, it's just it's not who he is. Yeah. He just he wants to be a great teammate. We gotta go. Thank you, yeah. Thanks, guys. Good luck this upcoming. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday, brought to you by Fleet Management Services, serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years. They're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance, match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. The FedEx St. Jude Championship returns to TPC Southwind, August 9th through the 13th. Don't miss your chance to witness the top 70 players from the PGA Tour season battle it out in the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Only 50 players will make it through Memphis. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Daily grounds and upgraded ticket options are on sale now at FedExChampionship.com. Have you been outside recently and you have that pain in your back or your shoulder, maybe even in your knee? Well, why don't you get rid of it? Take your life back. Go check out my friends over at QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. You know, I had a friend call me the other day, and he says, you know, I've got some really bad back pain. And he goes, I I just don't have time to to be out of work and not be able to do what I do every day. And I told him, I said, you need to call my friends over at QC Kinetics. So he did. He went through the free consultation. And the next thing you know, he calls me. He says, you know what? My back is feeling amazing. If you're that same guy or gal and you've got that nagging pain in your back, your knees, your shoulders, just call QC Kinetics today. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right to where the pain is. The best part, no invasive surgery, no harmful drugs, and no downtime. Give QC Kinetics a call today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501 This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help us with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. J.D. Power ranked Shelter Insurance number one in customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the central region and number one in price. See Candace Alford in Gravel Ridge, Brian Kress in North Little Rock, or Michelle Herring in Whitehall. 
Need a new tractor? Zero-turn mower? Maybe even a new utility vehicle? River Valley Tractor has you covered. With Kubota equipment from River Valley Tractor, you'll find tractors that are rated number one in owner experience to take on your toughest jobs with ease. Find them today at rivervalleytractor.com. Work smarter, not harder this year with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501 794 2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Okay, so you've been watching your favorite team in all this 7-on-7, seven seven, been listening to Randy and Kevin talk to the coaches, you're all upset, but now you're hungry. You're thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? Or maybe your team doesn't play until a little bit later, and you want something for dinner. Well, have you thought about tacos for life? Because, you know, it's almost like a twofer. Every time you buy a meal at Tacos for Life, Tacos for Life furnishes a meal for someone else, except the person they're furnishing for is someone that's food insufficient. They have furnished over 30 million. They're headed for 31 now, million meals all around the world since they've been in operation a little over nine years ago. Pretty amazing, isn't it? And you're going to love what you get to eat at Tacos for Life. Whether you like the grilled chicken taco, which I like, whether you like that new strawberry uh, watermelon punch, you're going to enjoy drinking that. Whether you like the quesadillas, the salads, the the bowls, whatever you want, you're going to love it at Tacos for Life, and you're going to help someone else who's food insufficient. Try it tonight, Tacos for Life. Delivery, delivery. Tacos for life delivery. They did did that once for you, Red. (laughs) Man. I will always be eternally grateful. No, you won't. You're not eternally grateful. Eternally grateful would mean you just thank them the same for every time. You're asking for more. Oh, okay. Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah? I will be guilty. I'm sure I'll do it more than once going forward. (laughs) You probably will. Our thanks again to Henry Foothills Equipment for allowing Kevin and I to be out here today at uh, First Security Stadium, Harding University, uh, the Sonic Air Raid. Nick, you may not be aware, this is basically a revival of um, an event that last played was 2016. Nick Vaughn joins us, head football coach of the Camden Fairview Cardinals, um, and now brought back this year. So, pretty cool. It is. I tell you what, um, I had the privilege of coming here when I was with Scott Reed in Forest City. We came and competed. Uh, that was back in 2005 or six, and then uh, we came once when we were in El Dorado. And I knew they kind of had a little hiatus for various reasons, but I'm glad they brought it back. We're we're excited and thankful to be here. One of the great things I'm sure you found out today: who's in better shape, you or the kids? <laughs> Well, I tell you what, a lot of that depends on my blood pressure <laughs> and how we're playing, Randy. Um, but, but honestly, uh, it's it's hot, but our kids are fairly well conditioned. I think it kind of jumped on us a little bit the first game, um, but we've we've adapted. The weather's helped a little bit. It's kind of overcast right now, but uh, you know, our kids were slow getting off the bus, and but we rebounded pretty well. What were your expectations coming into this, Nick? Really, uh, our maturity level. How we compete, um, needing some guys to grow up a little bit, both maturity, but also in the game of play, just because we are replacing some guys offensively at skill position in a couple of linebacker spots. Uh, defensively, uh, trying to break in some depth with some younger guys. So just seeing them continue to compete, how they grow and mature. And, you know, days like today, it's, you know, you can say what you want. It's not real football, but it's a competitive environment. That you, we try our best to run our schemes, so we're not doing just seven-on-seven seven stuff. 
Uh, so we have more carryover, but the competition level is really good here. We've got a lot of great teams. Uh, I think so far we've held our own. Coach Quad Sanders talked about uh, defensive backfield. You having a defensive background of you know the defense really kind of benefits this from the communication because you got to hold a guy for four and a half seconds. Right. So talk about how that translates to Friday night. Well, like I said, the main thing is if you're doing and if you're working your stuff that you're going to want on a Friday, so there's carryover, so your guys understand concepts and how we adapt and how we play. Because there are some things in seven on seven teams you're going to do. Right. That they wholesale and they'll play a ton of empty against you and they'll give you quads and all kinds of different stuff. But defensively, if if you're going to just play two man all the time, that's not realistic football. Because it's not what you do on first, second down. So for us, we try to do our stuff. We communicate. And we learn to adapt. We know what our weaknesses are in certain coverages, and we know we have to adapt to that. And so that's the big thing. He's 100% right. It's, it's all about communication and understand. And on the offensive side, it's about understanding coverage. If I'm a receiver and I'm supposed to run a certain route, I know if he's playing a certain leverage, what coverage I'm getting, and then how does that change my route concept and those kinds of things. When you play in the uh, division that you're in, Stewart's Creek out of Tennessee, Jackson Christian out of Tennessee, Harrison 4C, and the Bryant Junior Varsity. How much, Nick, does that help you by being able to see all different looks they're going to give you from all these different teams? Because some of these, I'm, I don't know that I would ever see them if they were not here uh, today, Stewart's Creek out of Tennessee and Jackson Christian out of Tennessee, maybe same thing for you. You probably will never see them again. No. But how does that benefit you? I'll tell you what I really liked is Jackson Christian's really huge yeah. and athletic. But they played with a tight end with his hand in the ground. I mean, in 7-on-7, seven seven, you don't see that. Yeah. But that's something you're going to see on a Friday night. Yeah. And just the athleticism that that and how huge they are. I mean, they had three, four kids that are 6'5". And that's good for us, just because we're not going to see a ton of that. Especially, that's a football carryover. Whereas sometimes you're going to see teams line up and four receivers to one side and one to the other. That just didn't happen very often in in football. Uh, And so being able to see teams that you don't get to see, teams that are competitive, very athletic, that's good for everybody. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's a competition. You just want to see your kids compete and communicate. Because one of the greatest things... I think, and we were talking to DJ Mars about this earlier from Quitman, and at the 3A level, they're not probably going to see the kind of speed. You were talking about the size that you encountered uh, with uh, Stewart's Creek, but the speed of the game is so much different as you keep climbing that ladder of competition. I realize you're playing good competition regardless day in, day out at Camden Fairview, but at times this is another level of speed. Oh, absolutely. And let's be honest, there aren't many teams coming to play in these big 707 tournaments that aren't well coached because they're not going to spend the money. Right. And so you're getting both the athleticism and the speed, but very well coached teams. So you're even, I mean, it ups the competition even more. So even they may be a smaller school from out of state. But they're coming here for a reason. They're not coming if they think they're going to lose. <laughs> so, I mean, why would you drive three hours to lose? Yeah. So, I mean, people are going to come to compete, and that, that's, the, that's the thing you enjoy is even if you were a smaller school like, like Whitman, you got to admire those guys for coming and competing just because they know it's going to make them better in the long run. And talk a little bit about uh, you're replacing the quarterback this year. Of course, Martavis is going to play baseball at Grambling. Uh, you know, talk about uh, who's going to be stepping into that role and how this benefits that young man. I tell you what, remember the name, Junie Atkins. Got it. He is he is every bit of the part, and I, I love Martavius to death. Wishing nothing but the best. He's going to do great things at Grambling, help change the culture there, uh, bring a lot of attention to HBCU baseball, uh, and he's done a phenomenal thing for our community and our school. Junie Atkins is ready to take on that role, and he has had a great summer. He's one of those kids that he's super intelligent, great grades, great kid, but. He's a sponge. You tell him one time, and it's, you don't have to tell him again. That's awesome. And, and makes corrections. He's got a real high football IQ, so he starts to understand stuff. Very, very competitive. Now, he's kind of soft-spoken, but he, but it's one of those situations our kid knows when he speaks, you listen. And, and so we're just really excited about him and his growth potential. He can make every throw, every throw. He's got a little bit of funny arm action. Comes from a little bit three-quarter side, but he can make every ball, and he is super, super accurate. I think I've watched Patrick, well, others have as well. 
I think Patrick Mahomes has proven there is no mandatory arm slot. Right. You've got to throw the ball from. I mean, if it would probably wouldn't be considered a forward lateral, I think he could, you know, go totally submarine and uh, and throw it accurately. So, yeah, I, I, I get tickled sometimes. Well, we got to clean up his mechanics. We you know we got to get these mechanics right. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes coaches overcoach it. Yeah, you can spin and, it. You can spin it. That's right. And, and you know, he's not athletic like Martavis, so we're going to be different. But he would be your prototypical pocket passer. And he can run just fast enough to get, you know, get yards if we need him to. But it's just great arm accuracy, great arm, great kid. Looking forward to his future. So are you on the, the timetable? Last year was your first year uh, at Camden Fairview. Do you feel like you're on the right timetable as you're advancing along? I, honestly, when I took the job, I thought we were probably year two was when we'd see the after kind of evaluating the kids and seeing where we were, knowing that we were going to be really young on the offensive line last year, I thought that you know we could be good, but year two would be the year when they would be seniors, that we would have a chance to really make big, big strides and improvement. Now, I was pleasantly surprised with our development, how well we adapted, how well we became physical, um, very well coached, played with great energy. They learned how to compete to the end and not give up. I was really pleased by that. And so I think we're kind of ahead of the game a little bit before I took the job. But, um, you know what, we set the standard here when I got here that our goal was, obviously you want to win conference championships, but we want to be practicing on Thanksgiving. That's our goal. Right. Practicing on Thanksgiving tells you you're in the Final Four, you're one of the four best in the state, you got a shot to go win a rank. Yes, you want to win conference titles. But at the end of the day, it's all about ring shopping. Mm-hmm. And so to our kids, they bought into that mantra. They bought into the idea that why not us? Why can't we not? And, and they worked extremely hard. I'll tell you what, my coaches have done a fantastic job. We've had a really good spring. Uh, and, and the first half of the summer has been really good as well. We still have some things to fine-tune. But I feel like that we have a ball club that can go compete and play on Thanksgiving. If we can stay healthy and we can mature in some areas – that Randy, we we have a shot to play on Thanksgiving. As long as you, I yeah. mean, as long as you've got the turkey dinner, I'm 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 all I'm all with you. Well, we serve donuts on Thursday morning <laughs> and, and chocolate milk, and then we get on the bus on Friday. And there you go. Win. There you go. They, you came from, of course, you were at El Dorado for 12 years, and you know I, I lived down there, played under Coach Scooter Register. Talk about football in South Arkansas, just how really it's grown, you know, over the past decade, decade and a half. It just seems like there's a lot of talent down there in South Arkansas. There is, and our, our local newspaper guy was asking me questions about this and how it pertains to recruiting. And South Arkansas is kind of in an odd spot because once you get south of Camden, nobody in Little Rock covers you. And, and it's not their fault. Their coverage area just doesn't go that far. That's right. And so basically when you get the smack over down, it's all North Louisiana stations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so every once in a blue moon, you're fortunate enough, if you make enough noise, that you can get some attention out of the rock. And, and I get that because, again, you're not in their service area. But So it makes it hard to get coverage and get attention. Not that you guys don't pay attention, but it happens. We're fortunate enough that in, at Camden that we get that. Now, football in South Arkansas is good. There's tons of athletes. The coaching has got a lot better. It's more competitive than it's been. Teams from the north... They don't want to come south. That's right. Because they know what they're walking into. Yeah. And teams down there, and, and it's not like it's any different anywhere else. I'm not saying that city city schools or North Arkansas schools aren't this way, but South Arkansas teams, tendency, when you look at our demographics and our poverty levels, it's lower than everybody else. It's kind of like, you know, in, in the Delta area. We're similar. Right. And so our kids are very hungry. They're competitive. Hey, you know what? They ain't got nothing to do but play football, man. So that's what, we're <laughs> that's what you love. That's right. Thank yeah. you so much for having us. Always a pleasure, my friend. Absolutely. Good luck to you, and we expect to have you playing on Thanksgiving this season. Sure hope so. Good Practicing on Thanksgiving. You. Thank you, Nick. Nick Vaughn, head football coach of Camden Fairview. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up in just one moment. Drop Time Sports. 
We'll continue. On your way to the Little Rock Airport, business travelers park fast at Expressway Airport parking. As you park, our shuttle picks you up, and a 60-second ride later, you're at the airport. Download our app and earn rewards. Simply scan the virtual gate pass to enter and scan again to exit. No waiting, and your receipt is emailed to you. Pay less than municipal airport parking at Expressway Airport parking. Left of the airport entrance, next to the Comfort Inn. Justin Anchor with Laura Beth from Coffin by Design West, where we always talk about getting everything you need for your home, but they also are your one-stop shop for tailgating. We are so happy football's back, Laura Beth, and Coffin by Design West has just what you need. Yeah, we do. We have smokers, coolers, grills, and even solo stoves for all those chilly game days. So if you want to stock up and get ready for your favorite tailgate, get out to Coffin by Design West. It's out west past Taylor Loop, 14900 Cantor Road. You can find out more about all the things they have to offer at CoffinLumber.com. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Hey, it's Howie from Robert Owen Jewelers, and I'm excited to announce that we've got our second location in the area now open in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center in Little Rock. If you're looking for an engagement ring, come check out the meant-to-be guarantee. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices, Robert Owen Jewelers, or online at RI Jewelers. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan, because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Genma Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Arkansas Army National Guard. Aired by the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and this station. Join the zone each weekday for the Entertainment Report. Brought to you by Bell and Sword of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news and entertainment each day on the zone. Justin, Wes, and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it every day. Bell and Sword has everything for the best-dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell and Sword at 1020 West Oak Street in Conway. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Well, Rick, I I hope we haven't uh, put you quite to sleep, but uh, it's no. been a fun day. That's right. Here at the uh, job on interviews, yeah. On the uh, at the Sonic Air Raid, Harding University, uh, First Security Stadium, and uh, probably this would be. Kevin, one of the rare opportunities where you could get a chance to look at the indoor facility, that's basically second to none. Yeah, absolutely. And um, some of the games are inside. Some of the games are outside. There's generally four games uh, ongoing every 30 minutes. And uh, I'll tell you the ones that have amazed me has been the, uh, the officials. Man. I mean, they have they have had their hands full, and uh, I realize it's not 100 yards, but they still got a pretty challenging job. It's a lot of good work for these guys, especially in the summer when it's hot, because Friday nights it's a lot of adrenaline going, and especially early in the season in September, it's still warm. And there's so many turf stadiums in the state now that they need to get acclimated to it. And you've seen a couple out there; they've they've been <laughs> tugging along pretty good out there. 
but I always enjoy doing seven on seven because it's really your first look at a lot of the, the newness as you know Coach Vaughn was speaking with Junior Atkins replacing Martavius Thomas you get to look at the new crop of kids that are coming through that are going to be making headlines in the state during the fall alright uh, I'm going to see if we can't find out do you know what the decision by Braylon Russell I'm being asked Rick, Rick, have you heard, or I haven't got anything yet? I have not seen, yeah, I've been looking, haven't seen anything yet. Don't he know if it's him. one of those drawn yep. out things. Yep. Say, uh, Braylon Russell is a Razorback. Committed to the Hogs. Well, good, good, good. Yep. Well, that's one, in, that's one down. Yep, just, just announced. So, yeah, four-star athlete. There it is. Just like Running back. Braylon Russell yeah. is committed to the Arkansas Razorback. Recommitted to the Razorbacks. All right, I'll answer this one now on the Buzz text line. Says, uh, any news on the running back from Bentman, a Benton commitment announcement? I think Kevin just told you. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, Braylon Russell is a Razorback. Going to be. Committed to that's the Hogs right. over Tennessee. South Carolina. In South Carolina, yeah. I know Tennessee and South Carolina were the other finalists. Yeah, Brother Russell, who decommitted October 9th, has recommitted to the Razorbacks. Well, Big time get for the big. Hogs. Big time get for that 2024 great. class. Uh, raise that star rating a little bit and uh, get those national recruiting rankings up a little bit. If uh, Shamar... Uh, well, I'm right. I couldn't remember his... Um, First name a moment ago. Now, uh, is it Bridges? Yeah. Shamar Bridges. Temple, Texas, defensive back. He'll be announcing here in about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And that would be the other big get, uh, possibly, for Arkansas today. Kind of surprised on um, Brian Huff out of Valley View. I was. Missouri. Really? Yeah. You know, in a lot of the northeast corner, it's just... A lot of it's different. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, whether it be kids going basketball, baseball, football, it, it's not the same. And I'm not saying that fans or players and kids up there don't love University of Arkansas like the rest of the state, but you see kids more from that area. Think about Jonesboro kids. They've gone to Ole Miss. They've gone to Tennessee. Obviously, Valley View kids going to Missouri. It's not that unheard of anymore, you know, because a lot of those schools, Northeast Arkansas is closer than they are to them than Fayetteville. Sure. Well, I know uh, in talking with Slade Caldwell, uh, I was kind of teasing him the other day when we were going back and forth messaging, and I said, uh, I know you're probably going to be drafted coming out of high school, but I sure hope you would reconsider and not going to Ole Miss. If you end up going to college, going to the University of Arkansas, and he sent me a big smile back one of yeah. those and, and I'll say because a lot of people have asked me that and Slade Caldwell is the number one player in Arkansas he's a top he's ranked 11th now but he's a top 10 talent nationally no matter what recruiting service you look at why did he pick Ole Miss Ole Miss was the first to get on him when he was a ninth grader he committed October of his ninth grade year before he even played a high school game. And I know people are saying Kevin it's too early they shouldn't offer kids <laughs> Caden Wallace committed at the same time Caden Wallace is in high about high a ball right now, Kate, uh, Slade Caldwell is that type of talent. So you have you used to have to get on these kids that early. It was Ole Miss, Oklahoma State. Once they got on him, Arkansas said, "Okay, well, we'll offer him too." So he went with Ole Miss. They showed the love. He loved them, wanted to go there. So that's who he committed to. I know. Yeah, I know. I've asked him the same thing. Maybe he'll flip. Maybe he'll <laughs> flip if he doesn't go the pro route, but. Uh... That's one of those that, really, when we think about Caden coming out of high school, there was really a lot of question marks whether or not he'd ever, he'd ever make it to campus. Yeah, and, and he did get an offer in the 2020 draft. Even though it was five rounds, a team did come to him in the fifth round and offer him seven figures. Give it to Caden. He went to the University of Arkansas and made more money two years later. Well, that was tough. That was one of those uh, birthdays that yeah. that cost Arkansas. Otherwise, they would have had him for three years. Um, we talked about this earlier. Uh, should we now? I say should we now, but are you expecting possibly any more 
Arkansas players to go into the transfer portal baseball-wise? They'll have to because as of the other day, you've had, you had 51. I think there were three dropping off since then. Mason Neville, Sean Fitzpatrick, Zach Morris. So you're down to 48 as of last count that I saw. So you'll, you'll see a catcher go in, whether it be Cal Kilgore, uh, maybe Hudson Polk, because you're, you're only going to have two on the roster. Maybe Parker Rowland. Yeah, Parker Rowland. So, and you got Hudson White coming in. So, you'll have Hudson White. Ryder Helfrich came in from the recruiting class. That was really highly ranked. So, you got a couple others that came in. And you, you'll see some pitchers that go on as well. Where, you, where are you projecting Ty Wade? Corner infield. Okay. Yeah. I figure first base, maybe third base. Uh, if he hits, he's going to be in the lineup. So, they're going to have to figure that out. So, did he catch? Did I? He caught. Yeah, he's yeah. a catcher. But he also pitched for Arkansas High this year as well, and he was 10 and 0 with a 1.26 ERA or whatever. Something ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Well, wow, shouldn't say ridiculous, yeah. but something very, very impressive. I've uh, been impressive today here in uh, in Searcy at the Sonic Air Raid. Maybe you didn't make it out today. Maybe you did, and uh, but it all begins tomorrow morning. 10 9.30 for the consolation, 11 a.m. for the championship bracket. They'll be here till 4 o'clock. And they will be out of here by 4 o'clock. And uh, great representation uh, from not only the state of Arkansas, but several out-of-state teams that are here. And uh, by all accounts, the competition has been great uh, so far today. In fact, you've got time. Believe it or not, you've got time. There's uh, It's slated for 8 8.30, City will be taking on the Bryant Junior Varsity at 8.30. And then uh, Harrison will take on Jackson Christian. And Stewart Creek will be taking on Camden Fairview. And Harrison will take on uh, Jackson Christian. So that's tonight at 8.30. And uh, so it's going to be a late night here at first security stadium and i'm trying to think of any other unfinished business that we may need to take uh take care of oh i want to say one last time thanks again to mickey hennard and um hennard foothills equipment for allowing us to be here today and uh have a chance to talk to all these great coaches and um and in case you're just now tuning back in for what it's worth Braylon Russell recommits to Arkansas. So, great news on that behalf. And Major and, League uh, Baseball maybe... is back tonight. Randy, you said one more. Th- and isn't it great? Yeah, the All-Star break is great, but I like the dailiness of baseball, so it's nice to have it back. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Your team's playing it I mean, after. I mean, it yeah. is uh, It's a good slate. I didn't realize that... Uh, Yankees start off the second half on the road. They're in Colorado tonight. That's right. They're at Colorado. So, in Shohei Otani. He's on the bump tonight. He's on the Astros. He's on the mound tonight. And most people think he will not be traded. Is that it for you, Randy? Don't even say goodnight tonight. I guess Randy and Kevin signed off. So we'll say I hope you enjoyed the program Help tonight. control the pet population. Have your pet spider neutered. Good night, everybody. Go. Join us Monday. I'm so angry. Don't be upset. You can always listen to us. You're better than that. 1037 The Buzz. KABZ Little Rock. Roger Scott for Family Markets. Are you looking for a grocery store that feels like home? Then look no further than Family Markets. With stores located in Pangburn, Malvern, and Shannon Hills, you can think of them as neighborhood staples, where the butchers still cut and pack their own meat, where the produce